Hi, thanks for tuning into High on Horror. I'm Drew. And I'm John. This episode and every future episode is dedicated to all the horror hounds and smokers out there who want to expand their knowledge of the genre and have a good time. If you tuned in last season, you heard us review one of our favorite cult classics of recent years, Last Shift. On this episode, we're reviewing Malum, the reimagining of Last Shift of sorts by the same director, Anthony de Blasi. And with us today, we have actor Chaney Morrow, who plays the sadistic, satanic cult leader, John Malum. He's going to spill his guts to us in an exclusive interview. All that and more today on High on Horror. Interviews, reviews, and the latest news all rolled into one. Alright, if you hear that train of rolling, you should know by now, if you listen to this show, that that means it's time for Strain Wreck. I don't think we always used to do Strain Wreck at the beginning of our show, did we? It used to be I like three, I, I four segments in. Maybe. I don't know. We've been at this for like almost two years, I think. Three seasons. I mean, yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, it has been, I guess now it's been more than two years. Time is a flat circle. Well, either, <laughs> well, either way, uh, the point is we've, we decided that, you know what, we like... You know, we want to cruise through the whole episode, so instead of waiting until midway, fuck it, we get started at the beginning. Strain Wreck is a segment of our show where we discuss what strain of cannabis we're getting wrecked on, and uh, John, I think you uh, you got something fancy for us today, right? Let's talk. Yeah, you know, it's funny, as I sent the pictures over to Kenny of it, he's literally texted me, was like, how does it smoke? I'm like, I don't know, about to find out, but you know, trying to type, I said, boutique to find out we recorded right this second but uh we got some pie crust it's from uh pie crust from uh grow west maryland maryland uh as the time of this recording it's july 3rd uh maryland's been uh recreational or i'm sorry adult use is the term they prefer uh since july 1st uh, i was a little bit of a wait in the line out there uh uh the person i had that got me stuff uh her name was stephanie super helpful I think she's a manager there, and we were talking about the prices, and uh, for those of you in Maryland, she said, uh, once the novelty wears off for, you know, these non-stoners, uh, prices should stabilize a little bit better. They're better than Jersey, and I mean, I drove all the way to Maryland to get it, so that tells you how well Delaware's medical is. Correct. But uh, this is from Grow West, Maryland. It's pie crust. The picture on their website they have for it does not match what was in this bag. Right. You showed and me the And this is nug. pre-packaged, so it isn't like they went and grabbed the wrong thing. It, right. If anything, maybe the at the grow house or whatever. I don't I don't know how this shit works. But uh, The nug but, that you showed me was like green with some orange hairs on it. Yeah, orange hairs. Orange. It, was, it was really nice, but it was not what you showed me on the website. Yeah, on the Grow West website, it has a ton of purple in it. Even, like I said, I was messaging with Kenny about this, and he was like, I said, these are not the same thing. And he said, not even close. But uh, pie crust here. Uh, I was also told, apparently, this thing has a thing. It gives you the tinglys. And, uh, in, case, <laughs> in case I was told uh, you want to have a fun night with somebody, the packaging on this is pretty so, wait, nice. So, so that's so you're saying that's weed to smoke if you're trying to fuck? Basically. That, you were told that by the woman by, at the dispensary. By the person that sold it to me. Wow. Uh, my blind ass. How much is this has? This was of the gold shelf. I don't know what that means. Okay. The lady, I just trusted her. She was like, oh, you'll like this for this price and i said sure give me that but uh it has 23 percent thc oh okay. and uh, pie crust is a sativa leaning hybrid with a citrus floral aroma 
and it is a cross between Malibu pie and grapple cookies. Grapple cookies? Grapple cookies. Never scrapple cookies? No. Scrapple cookies. I would so try it's quite scra- horrendous. I would try a scrapple cookie. All right, light it up, man. Let's Dude, see. Josh's uh, gonna be mad. I just hit the bar on this, and uh, he doesn't know uh, at this point in uh, editing the episode probably that uh, I just full on bashed the mic stand <laughs> trying to put down my can of soda during the interview. Listen, you listeners out there have no idea how much our editor and producer Josh Hensley has to do to clean up after us sometimes, and. Uh, John is definitely making this episode a fucking mess. So if it comes out sounding like it's in one piece, we have you to thank Josh. Also, yes, I'm kissing your ass because I want you to make this sound good. How's it smoke, John? Uh, I mean, I double hit it, so. <laughs> you double hit it? Well, still, how's it smoke? Uh, it tastes nice and smooth. I mean, it, again, doesn't look like the uh, pitchers, but works and, for me. And look. <laughs> Weed and horror movies go together like peanut butter and chocolate. There's uh, go to, never go, go together like lamb and tuna fish. Can never go wrong. And uh, as of right now, it's July third at eight ten, and there's already fireworks going off. So uh, apologies also to our producer Josh and any <laughs> listeners out there who may be catching some of that. I saw a meme about nothing uh, you can do about that shit. I saw a pretty funny meme about July fourth that said a lot of you in America don't know this is your last weekend with ten fingers. <laughs> Um, Did you hit this twice? I just hit it once. Uh, yeah, let me hit it again yeah, real yeah, quick. Yeah, hit it again. All right, so... All right, hold on. Oh, 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 hold on. So, yeah. I just punched the table. Josh is going to be flipping his <sighs> Dude, shit. Dude, keep episode. your hands to yourself. Bro, I'm high because also while I'm I was at the too. dispensary, I'll probably... Maybe, maybe maybe we'll talk about it in future episodes, going back to the whole weed thing. Um, I actually got some live resin carts for uh, pretty cheap because... Uh, she said somebody misplaced, uh, mispriced them and said, do you want some? And I was like, yeah, give me uh, three of them bitches. <laughs> so, okay. Strain Wreck is also the segment of our show where, while we're smoking, we discuss current events like, you know, Maryland opening dispensaries and all that. Um, and the horror element now, time to get into, like, the, the point here. Um, I wanted to bring up and uh, do a little bit of, like, a remembrance here for Julian Sands. Um that is such a fucking tragic story. Um, he was found last week. Uh, his remains were found by some hikers. He was missing since January. He was uh, 65 years old, and uh, his remains were found in the wilderness in uh, Mount Baldy. Um, he's known for his roles in Warlock, Arachnophobia, Boxing Helena. Now, I've never met him, but I've never heard of anybody ever saying a bad word about him. He was a complete gentleman and a class act and an old-school, respected actor. And... Uh, what a terrible way to go out, man. Like, I just, I, my heart and, you know, just condolences to his family. Like, I'm not going to sit here and act like I always praised the dude and talked about him. I'm not a bandwagon jumper. I'm not going to act like he's my favorite actor. But I liked the movies he was in. I, I, I appreciate him. I don't ever want to hear that somebody who I grew up watching disappeared in the wilderness and then was found all these months later. That's an absolute tragic ending. Yeah, and he did some other movies, too, like Leaving Las Vegas, uh, Phantom of the Opera, play, playing the uh, Phantom. Yeah, yep. Um, yeah, it's, uh, he, was, he was a classic act. He was a class act, you know? I will say, though, you'll never find me dead from hiking. I'm too fat. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, you know, just uh, what a tragic thing, you know, hearing about Julian Sands. And, uh, yeah, like I said, my condolences and, uh, you know, just... 
man, just what a bummer. Just what a bummer. Like, uh, there was just this, you know, thing where everybody, even his brother had announced, like, uh, he had long said his goodbyes. He assumed uh, his brother was dead, Julian was dead, as, you know, I guess everybody started to, once you're gone missing that long in those types of conditions. For sure. They assume, but, you know, there's always in the back of your mind, nah, he's going to pop up somewhere. There was even jokes going around online that, like, somebody's got him, like, miserying him. <laughs> he's, like, tied to somebody's bed, and they're making him watch Warlock a thousand <laughs> times, you know? And, like, like there was in, in the back of your mind, like, there's always hope until there's not yeah and uh yeah it's just you know all i could say i don't know how it went down but all i could say is i hope the poor guy didn't suffer man you know yeah. like what a bummer i didn't mean to bring us down during our strain wreck but uh that just that stuck to me it's been sitting with me like i just keep thinking like it could be him it could be anybody like who just goes out to it, that happening to him just really hits with that it could just happen to anybody you can just anybody can just say hey i'm gonna go hiking or i'm gonna do whatever and then something just happens that you fucking disappear and then you're not found for months later. Like, it's the world can be a scary place, you know? And uh, on that note, let's get into horror history. <laughs> this week in horror history. All right. Well, Drew sparks the bong over there. Let's get into some horror. Yes. Uh, July 3rd, we got Patrick Wilson and Shawnee Smith. Happy birthday. Dude, I have a problem. I just realized I didn't. There's not like water in this we're just fucking like steamrolling this weed yeah fuck it i guess <laughs> i guess i guess on the next uh <laughs> when we're done horror hits we'll we'll, 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 put, we'll put some water in that bitch yeah right i mean it still hits pretty smooth uh, <coughs> uh before i move on to another day you got anything to say about patrick wilson or shawnee i said happy birthday uh, before just I happy, birthday. happy birthday happy birthday uh, you had you had a mouthful of smoke yep but uh yeah, basically staples of the horror genre at this point. Yeah, and Patrick Wilson actually uh, directed Insidious 5 that we're going to be seeing and reviewing soon, so it's going to be nice to see. It's the first time he's directed an Insidious movie. It started with James Wan, then it went to Lee Whannell, and now it looks like Patrick Wilson's given it a shot. He has been a part of the whole thing. I love how he champions horror, and he will stick with franchises, um, despite being like a well-known actor and a bigger name. Um, yeah. yeah, so uh, definitely, I, I like him. Um, Shawnee Smith, she's been around forever. My, obviously, the best thing she's been in for me was the blob um the remake but i know for you it was saul right yeah yeah i love i love uh i still like the saul series even with the terrible ones i think we probably talked about before first three are, are really really solid I, I don't even like the third one though that again mm-hmm. to me that's like how people like hellraiser one through three and then like me and you only like you and i only like one and two people like saw one and th- one through three and i can only take one and two honestly okay one and two i feel like i like three but one and two are way better yeah part three i feel like was a solid conclusion to the story it felt wrapped ended, up ended decently i'll forgive you that because that was before that fucking hoffman came involved became involved yeah but i love star, hoffman right? that was my guy <laughs> i fucking love him the only after the third one the only people were decent actors and that's saying much for a saw series but we're we're uh costas whatever his name is mm. so the one the one that plays uh hoffman yeah uh tobin bell shawnee smith was kind of out at that point yeah. uh and the one that played jill tuck did an okay job everybody else was horrible in those movies i agree I, but it's funny how even though um i i mean i'm not trying to shit on the actor but it's like you play hoffman you're the star of like three or four of these movies in a row, like literally like the face of the movie. Well, not really because they still just promote the puppet or pff, fucking dead ass Jigsaw as uh, John Kramer as on the posters. But he died in the second, second one. one. Second, no, the third one. 
third yeah, one. Yeah, 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 it's the third yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the third, the third yeah. one he died, but he still managed to be in every one. And on all the posters. But it's like the dude that plays Hoffman. It's like, how do you star in three, four movies? I don't even know that go to theaters. Um, that are like that are that are doing well at the box office every Halloween, and then people still don't know the actor's name. You mentioned him, and they'll be like, "Who?" Like, you know, the dude that took over the shitty Saw movie. Like, when the Saw movies went down the shitter, the dude that was like the bad guy in all of them. His first guy. name's like Costas, but I and I know his last name starts with an M, but I can't pronounce it. I, I don't. I, I, I like again. I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> so, all right, so now we'll move on to July fifth. Eva Green and Marilyn Birds rip. <laughs> yeah, Marilyn Burns, R.I.P. Rip. Rip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Marilyn Burns is uh, Sally Hardesty from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original. She. Uh, oh, my God. Do you think they would have ruined her character as much in the Texas Chainsaw rebootish sequel? The, the Netflix thing? Nah, I don't know. Hopefully, they would have treated her with a little more respect and yeah. thrown her 20 feet across the street. <laughs> yeah. Like, that shit was ridiculous. Oh, but, uh, yeah, uh, R.I.P. Oh. To, uh, to Marilyn Burns, for sure. She was a, 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 a fine... Uh, final girl for sure and uh ava green uh she's been in her body of work stands out for itself she, she's doing a great job too nice gothic actress too you gotta love that yeah and uh moving on to the next day july 6th we got janet lee's birthday yeah jamie the curtis's mama aka the uh shower scene chicken psycho the, <laughs> the shower the uh, sour marion crane God, i believe i, I got right? a little tongue twisted on terrible that one. names that i've seen cycle a billion times i have a poster hanging on on my wall but i, I believe it's marion crane i'm gonna ride with that yeah. but yeah um yeah i don't a funny thing besides that in h2o i don't think i've ever seen anything janet lee's ever been in uh yeah me either <laughs> uh july 7th maniac cop 3 badge of silence in 1993 it uh, was filmed in 92 okay i don't need to say anything about that and also species from 1995 i would uh much rather watch species well look okay maniac cop 3 is definitely the worst of the three maniac cops but I, uh, it's so much fun it's not worst as in like it's terrible it's just like my least favorite i really like all three of the maniac cop movies i used to like the first the most but then as the years went on, I think I prefer two because it's just like nonstop horror action. Like the action in that movie, him walking around, all like the maniac cop himself walking around on fire and shit. It's, it's badass. And uh, if anyone out there hasn't watched Maniac Cop, uh, the films, go go get that. Go fix that. Um, they're directed by William Lustig, who directed Maniac and Vigilante and more. William Lustig didn't direct the third film. Uh, so I don't think that's a coincidence as to why it's the weakest one. But it's still good. Going on to Species. <laughs> Dear God. I still have the biggest crush on Natasha Henstridge, dude. Natasha Henstridge, there it is. Uh, Species changed my life when I saw it. I mean, I was a kid, and it was the sexiest and grossest thing I'd seen at that time, man. I'll tell you, though, being completely honest, every time I watch this movie, I legit ask myself, would you? <laughs> would you Would you let her seduce you, or would you kill the fucking thing? And I got to say that it, it really depends on my mood or how high I am. <laughs> I end up conflicted. Like, I think I'd hit it. If I were in Species, I'd happily be one of the suckers that dies after getting laid sign me up i would have been the pool dude it's Put like in the, uh, pool scene. <laughs> the only thing i can compare to it is watching the buffy series with with uh nicole i was like miss french would have got me <laughs> <laughs> but i mean that goes to say how hot are you when you're an uh, alien that literally just wants to breed with the male and then command it man and then kill him and i'm still like well, i might do it like you know like that's yeah a babe man total babe and uh moving on from that july 8th we got kevin bacon birthday all right happy birthday kevin, kevin bacon. bacon 
He's a Friday local, the 13th. local guy, not, not Delaware, but Philadelphia. Yep, Friday the 13th, of course, and uh, Stir of Echoes and everything else he's done. He's done a huge body of work. Speaking of Friday the 13th, I forgot to tell you this. Me and some guys were talking at work. Uh, I don't know if I told you this or not. We're talking about Friday the 13th and how you could say shit. You know how I like to say shit differently to trip people up? Fry in the dirt deep. <laughs> what the, the yo, bro, you ever watch Fry in the dirt deep? <laughs> like, that one doesn't go over so well. Everybody's been calling me out on it. They're like, what? And I was like, Friday the 13th. They're like, that's not what I thought you said. So just want to let you know. Fry in the dirt deep. Just making up sentences. That's what happens when you're baked and at work. Uh, July 8th, Phantasm 2, 1988 and The Descent. 2005. I'll let you start on those. I mean, I would take the dissenter for Phantasm 2 if I had to pick between the two. I don't even think it's close. Uh, I mean, Phantasm 2 is all right, but I mean, the dissents. That's that's one of those movies I I feel like since you had me watch it, when I talk to people, I'll be like, Have you ever seen the dissent? No. Oh, you got to fucking watch it. And and everybody would be like, Isn't that that like, like rock climbing or like cave explorer and i'm like yeah they're like really i'm like yeah it's fucking awesome yeah you try to hide the fact that it's a creature movie yeah. from them i do the same shit i remember i did that to you and uh i just wanted to say though about like you know the descent I, I feel like it's the same way with you i can't remember the last time you told me that you've watched it and i can't remember the last time i watched it but it's yeah. one of those all-time greats where it's like halloween where like i can go five years without watching i know how fucking great it is it's not gonna change my like fa- that my shit's- favorite all-time movies the godfather I can't tell you the last time I watched it. Right, but is it going to be any less of a movie the next time you watched it? It's Hell like no. the same thing with like uh, maybe, maybe maybe newer. I mean, still thirty plus years old, but uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, it's not on my all-time favorite list, but every like handful of years, I'll put it on and I'll go. Was this really as good as I remember, or do I just like? think it's better and every time i watch them like no that's a damn good movie movie, right um i just like right now i'm sitting here thinking still i'm like is pulp fiction really that good yeah and then like next time i want to be like god damn yeah it is that it is it is absolutely um but yeah i want to step in here and bring up phantasm too because uh it to me it's it's the only worthy sequel in the series a lot of people a lot of people prefer it to the first film due to like the faster pacing and more action i still prefer the first though because it's creepier and the descent again like i said i'll avoid saying too much in the hopes that we do a review of it but i just want to say that every person including john and i consider it to be one of the best horror films of all time and i consider it in my top 10 personally and if you want a good creature flick with like without stupid annoying characters without tits and gore with genuine scares and suspense and look no further and there is gore but it's not like a lucio fulci film you're not getting bathed in blood but goddamn things do get bloody there's literally a fucking a bat a fucking vat of blood so yeah at the very least it's one of the best movies of the yachts like oh for sure yeah that for the first the first decade like at the very least, it's one of the best for, for, from its decade. And if you really want to get somebody, don't, like I just said to John a minute ago, do not tell them that it's a creature movie. It starts off as like a cave dive, a cave exploring movie. And being and, claustrophobic, like right. that fucks with me enough. But even if you're not claustrophobic, it will make you claustrophobic because these girls, these, these friends get caught in this cave, this third, it's a new cave. They have no idea where they are and how to get out. And you just feel for them. Like they're running, they're, they don't know where they're going. They're trying to find their equipment. They're losing equipment. They're getting injured. And it is like a panic attack on film. And then like midway point, 
you get introduced to, oh yeah, by the way, there's fucking monsters down here too. So if you can, if anybody out there wants to skit somebody and startle the shit out of them, show them the descent and don't tell them it's a monster movie. Well said. So uh, let's just move on to PPA, Puff Puff Ass. Puff Puff Ass. Puff Puff Ask is a segment of our show where we read off the messages that you listeners write into us on social media at High on Horror 420 and through email at High on Horror 420 at gmail.com and or our website High on Horror.com. I'll start. Uh, a friend of ours, William, actually asked us um, why does everyone keep saying that Evil Dead Rise doesn't feel like an Evil Dead film? And I, I can I can attest that I've seen that several times on like social media. I just saw it today on, in a horror group. Yeah, somebody was like, hey, I just watched the new uh, Evil Dead movie. And they, they even said, I don't know why, but it doesn't feel like an Evil Dead movie. <laughs> well, look, shooting straight here, my answer to that is I don't know why people think that or say that. Um, I'm not one of the, I hate people who say like, I'm a true horror fan, you know, that they're swinging their horror dick as if like, you know, there's like this because I've liked horror longer than you and know so much more, my opinions more valid. I mean, I guess to a degree that can be true, but like, I hate people who just brag and think that because they watch horror so much, like, I, I'm not that guy. And I am that guy. I watch all this horror and I don't ever brag. Like, like I said, I didn't even tell John, I didn't even tell people I won the evil dead contest. You were telling people I don't brag. I don't, I don't like that stuff, but I will say that being a lifelong fan of the evil dead films, like since I was like like middle school i can tell you that there are a lot of fans that think that their fandom and opinions are gold and that it holds the most water so you know they love flapping their gums and spewing ignorance and shitty opinions and the truth is this is 100 percent a fucking evil dead film and i think any real evil dead fan could see that it's the ones trying too hard or who's so stuck and like, like there was literally some dude that like remember I, i've unfriended somebody on instagram because he posted a video a, a, a picture giving the fingers saying like fuck all you people going to see evil dead right Rise, support the old fuck the new and I'm like, these are the type of people that are saying it's not an evil dead film you guys are fucking assholes and you make horror like look terrible <laughs> like seriously you really do like like you're not open-minded at all you're closed-minded in your shitty opinions and then everybody starts thinking damn horror fans are assholes and are egotistical not the good ones not the real ones it's the assholes who want to show off and act like they know everything when all they know is their own shitty opinion and they're too closed-minded to open their mind to what the truth is so fuck those guys <laughs> anyway um those who say it doesn't take place in a cabin and that's why it isn't an Evil Dead fan, shut the fuck up. Where was the cabin in Army of Darkness? And uh, I, I just I just want someone to tell Bruce Campbell to his face that this isn't an Evil Dead film. I really do. So the people saying that are completely ignorant, and I say fuck them, don't listen to them. So uh, I'm not as passionate about this as uh, clearly you are. Fuck <laughs> uh, <Thank> you. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I don't understand why people are saying that either i don't know what else you want from it because somebody's like oh it's just an evil dead because there's an evil book that they read from and said these spells and there was deadites i'm like yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> like, well, like, <laughs> right yeah i don't people getting possessed you got to dismember them uh there's this puking core yeah. Yeah, so that eyeballs. just makes it an Evil Dead movie. There's homages to other yeah. Evil Dead movies. There's eyeballs being. Bruce Campbell's literally Jesus. in it, right? Anyway. But like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, you're way more worked up about it than I am. Like, I just don't understand their opinion. Like I said, I saw it today, and I just went, all right, and kept scrolling. Like, I'm not even going to engage with it. Like, okay, yeah, that's how I feel about it too. I but feel, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know why people don't think it's an Evil Dead movie. You could say. 
I don't think it was a good Evil Dead movie. That's yeah. fine, but I don't understand that. I don't like it, so it's not an Evil Dead movie. Yeah. And the whole oh, support the old. Um. Okay, Bruce Campbell and <laughs> Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi were producers. Exactly. I think I don't remember correctly, but I might even think executive producers. They were, it. and right, I believe uh, Sam Raimi even had a writing credit. So, what's your leg to stand on on that one? Like. <laughs> the original people are involved in it so by seeing that you would be supporting the old group like right this but the same this is the same dude that i'm talking about the same asshole supports rob zombies halloween and was so happy to shit on halloween ends when it came out because he loves rob zombies halloween's so fuck it i'm not even gonna shit on rob zombies halloween's but what isn't rob zombies halloween's considered new because they're remakes like what constitutes some of these assholes opinionated opinionated people out there like out with the uh fuck the fuck the new support the old 2007 like that that's considered like new to you or old to you like so i just again you're gonna be oh rob zombie halloween but fuck the new get the fuck out of here sorry all right so uh we'll move on to our second question again jonathan p johnny p want to know did you guys order the texas chainsaw massacre game yet you guys should do a live stream of you playing i can't wait to play oh yeah it looks good um and i mean it's being done by god media the people that did the friday the 13th and that game. game's awesome yeah unfortunately uh they're shutting stuff down on that game but i did see somebody post something from the game it looks like before the servers go down mm-hmm. uh that they're just gonna give everybody everything like you'll get all the kills you'll all get all the jason outfits you'll get all skins. the outfits oh, wow. everything they're just gonna give it away i guess because they can't really sell it anymore wow but, that's uh, awesome and I think stuff's like heavily discounted as is, but since they lo- they don't have the license for that anymore, they're moving over to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game, which, I mean, I enjoyed the Jason game for all its flaws and everything. Yeah. I'd like to, at some point, hopefully, uh, have some people on from Gun Media uh-huh. to, to talk about awesome. the game. That would be awesome. Uh, I still want to see a Halloween game, even though you can play as Michael in Dead by Daylight. It's not the same thing right me, it'll it'll happen it'll be huge it'll be fucking huge i mean you could always play the atari 2600 one where <laughs> you're just walking around the floor and michael's just stabbing a knife like it's halloween too and he got shot in the eyes <laughs> but uh anyway uh are you getting it drew uh i haven't pre-ordered it but i definitely plan to get it i'm just gonna like order it probably digitally i don't think i'm gonna get the disc i'll probably just buy it like on the store but um I definitely will be playing it for sure, especially because when I met Kane Hodder a few months ago, found out that he's playing Leatherface in the game. Nice. So I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out. So, you know, I'm def- I definitely plan to get nice. It's not CJ Graham, but nice. I don't, <laughs> I don't uh, drink much, but I was thinking, you know, for this game, might be that might be a, uh, up till 4 or 5 in the morning, um, getting stoned and drinking some beers type of, day, type of night, and I feel like you'll we be there with me. S- we still, we still got to play the uh, Evil Dead game. Still, I haven't played it. I once, played so. a little bit of it. I need to get it. It was. It pissed me off. I got salty because uh, it was on sale for like twelve ninety nine, and <laughs> I went to buy it the next day, and it was back up to like forty Damn. or something. I went, oh no! I, I had the money. I was just so mad that I missed the sale that I was like, I ain't buying this shit. I but. think they gave it away for free on PlayStation. Yeah, I have Xbox though, so yeah. I suck. Uh, plus, I mean, I, I've mostly just been playing WWE Two K Twenty Three. I think uh, I've sunk like sunk like sixty hours into that since like March. Damn. Yeah, you 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 big on the WWE stuff. Dude, that's just fun to play. Just throwing people through tables and shit. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, all right. Well uh yeah, if any of you uh listeners out there have any questions for us, 
reach out on social media at high on horror 420 or email us at high on horror 420 at gmail.com or visit our website at www.highonhorror.com now let's get into our review of Mallow. Today's film, Malum, is a 2023 American horror film directed by Anthony de Blasi. Uh, Malum stars Jessica Sulu, Eric Olson, Candace Cook, I'm sorry, Candace Coke, and today's guest, Chaney Morrow. Uh, Jessica uh, Sula stars as Jessica Lauren, whose dad, Will, uh, played by Eric Olson, was also a cop. Uh, Will died exactly one year ago. Uh, shortly after participating in a raid on a compound full of cultists uh, led by John Malum, uh, played by today's guest, Janie Morrow, and, uh, who worship a demon and uh, kill people to feed his power. And uh, Jessica's father ends up committing suicide at his own hand after shooting several of the other cops in the station uh, because, I guess, because he just couldn't save that fourth girl. He mm-hmm. saved three of them. But he wasn't able to save that fourth girl, and that uh, fucked him up. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, Jessica, she's a rookie cop who willingly takes the last shift at a newly decommissioned police station in an attempt to uh, undercover the mysterious connection between her father's death and the vicious cult. Uh, if this sounds familiar, it's uh, I compare it to if you take Evil Dead and with Evil Dead 2. I kind of feel like this is Leia Shift in Malum. That's There's fair. There's a lot of crossover. That's fair. It's a lot of the same stuff, but not completely. That that that's that's, that's how that's I very feel fair. About it. Uh, that's a very good way to look at it. And again, also kind of like Evil Dead Two, bigger budget to it. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I don't really know what the uh, I don't know what the inspiration was behind it. I just I remember. Um, I wish that I knew that I was going to bring this up or I would have looked it up in email, but uh, we had gotten an email from a producer about a year ago. I remember uh, it was uh, it was a female, and uh, she sent us uh, basically an update saying, like, hey, I guess because we interviewed Joshua Michael about Last Shift, I remember we got like a press email announcing that like the movie was being made and that Anthony de Blasi was like remaking Last Shift and like reimagining it to be darker and on a bigger budget and bigger scope and all of these things. And I remember like at the same at one point I was like, why? But on another point, I, on the other hand, I was like, well, I mean, if the same dude wants to redo it, and I liked the the first one, then there has to be something to it. He has to want to remake it for some reason with the other one being so good, you know? I'm so, more into it if the original person's remaking it. It's like, okay, well, obviously there's something they see that's that they what I'm can saying. expand yeah, it, it, as yeah. opposed to just like. Uh, you know, somebody 10 years later comes along, remakes it, and it's a whole different Right. To, to me, uh, what, I, what I saw when I read the email was I saw, it seemed to me like Anthony DeBalassi made last shift what he with what he could and it worked out really well for him but i feel that he had like a bigger vision in mind that he couldn't maybe achieve and then like he found the resources to make the movie that he wanted to make and that's how it came off to me was like a redo the way i originally intended it yeah. or, you know i don't know if that's true or not but that's how it comes off to me um so yeah like you said though, the fact that it's remade by the same director that's part intriguing too because like, why would he want to remake his own movie there has to be something different something new something that he wants to redo or rectify i don't know but yeah that's what also intrigued me yeah and i feel like the thing that really improved were the effects agreed where we're definitely a step up i Agreed. think maybe that's why with the bigger budget the effects could be done better 
Uh, you're gonna. We're just kind of getting into spoilers here because, truthfully, if you've seen Last Shift, you kind of know what to expect. There, there are some differences, but yeah, there's no reason to do a plot rundown to a movie we've kind of already done a plot rundown. And this, I'm not trying yeah. to try trying to oversimplify, make it sound like oh, this is just a carbon copy of it. It's not, but. The you gist, kind of, it's the you, same gist. Yes. It's literally the same gist. And and uh, the thing is, we just is, maybe get the stuff a little bit in a different route. Yeah, and this is uh, this is a laid back discussion here. So there are going to be spoilers. There's even uh, spoilers in our discussion with Cheney that we'll get into in a few minutes here. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Now that, that made so. me remember my spoilers. I was going to say like, I feel like he might have redid it for the effects for one of them because like you bring it up in the interview the the pentagram head yes. that thing when the first time i saw it, i went oh shit yes that thing was nice. yes yeah um and uh you know like i think um to me i think that uh overall i guess like with the with the i, I what i really like i guess is i think that malum is a solid movie like 100 percent. like uh i i don't own it on physical but i bought it digitally i will own it on physical um, i'm hoping that they could give it a steelbook treatment or something but um i think that nice. it delivers on being brutal and having some absolutely sick and fucking awesome visuals um like we said the uh the the, the effects the makeup all that i love it um it's uh the, the, there's there's some things that i that i uh think we're done better in malone but some things that i think we're done better in last shift like while i think the makeup effects and overall quality paint job and everything is better in malone bat bash face betty in the original and uh, yeah. last shift when she's under the desk i thought that she looked like way creepier because she looked like she'd been beaten to death that to me was more disturbing than like the creature effect that's in malone that she has but like again the creature for the mouth it's it's much better it's nicer it's got teeth everywhere it's like it's beautiful it's beautifully wicked to look at but it's like i'm not judging it on looks judging it on like watching the movie the the, the way bash face betty looked in last shift really fucked me up like it was hard to look at her um and then whereas in malum it's more like you can't take your eyes off it so it's kind of like uh two effects so and i feel like they they, they complement each other really well both movies that's fair and like i i feel like to drive it home again like evil dead one evil dead two like yeah it's kind of that remake where there's a lot of the same stuff same story we just as yeah. i said just take some, some different routes to get there definitely um yeah like the effects are solid in this movie like there's nothing that looks bad like that effects team well done the blood and everything yeah everything looked uh looked absolutely solid it looked absolutely sinister i will say um uh, I'm not. I guess you know. For the sake of spoilers, I won't say what the very last thing that happens in the movie is. But I will say that the last shot of the movie. I, I remember I pointed that out to you. I said the last shot of the movie, like the last ten seconds of the movie, is just like it's so sinister. The cin it's but it's beautiful. Like the yeah. cinematography, the lighting, the design. It looks so wicked. But you're at the same time. You're like it looks fucking awesome. It's uh, it's 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 like it's be it's beautiful to look at. And I guess in that way last shift i can't say the same for last shift last shift wasn't really like a pretty movie to look at and whereas this one 
So I guess in that way, it's 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 more well shot. But I think that the thing is, this movie just came out too close to Last Shift, and that's why it's being compared. And things like you know our perfor- performances by like Cheney Morrow and stuff like that, and Malum, uh, they they're getting like kind of compared to and looked at in the same light as Last Shift. And like I just that's the only thing that I dislike about this scenario is I feel like I wish that people could just look at Malum as its own movie because even us in our discussion, you can't help but wrote that Last Shift in, mm-hmm. and it's. Like, you know, it's like I just wish that there had been enough time between movies where Malum could stand on its own without like it having to have be a conversation about comparing or this and that. But I think over time it will. Both movies are going to find their own crowd that people aren't going to know, and somebody's eventually going to go, Hey, I just watched this movie Malum and it was really good. And then their friend's going to go, I watched a movie called Last Shift. It's kind of the same plot. And then they're going to go, Oh shit, you know. So that'll happen eventually as time goes on. Yeah. um, I think I would give the movie. Uh, like 7.4-ish. 7.4, that's good. Yeah. Well, what, what about you? Well, um, again, uh, I think that of all the things that they did better in Malum, of all the things that they did better, which there's a lot, I can, I can, you know, they did a lot better. Um, like I said, and even in regards to just making the movie more watchable because it's prettier to look at, it's and, and in a sinister way. Would you say that it's pretty to look at? I don't mean it's sunflowers and sunlight and, yeah. and you know, I, I mean like it's like if you're a fan of horror and you're a fan of like lighting and cinematography and sets and stuff like that, like set pieces rather, you're gonna really dig this movie. I really like the way that it captures you know the the, your eyes you can't take your eyes off of it the whole movie the creatures everything but you know what i think that uh malum failed to do that last shift did was deliver on that that pure dread um i don't feel that malum captured that dread that last shift had and i mean the suspense and last last shift was borderline too much like you almost didn't there was some scenes where i was actually being me i'll watch anything i've watched the fucking fred vogel fucking august underground trilogies i can watch whatever you know i I, I, whatever but watching some things in, in last shift and even like the chair spinning in the room uh when the cops looking and then in one scene uh, there's somebody in the chair and then the next scene there's not the the just the dread just a stack of chairs yes uh, the, just the dread and the suspense of last shift did not carry into malum i didn't go through malum like biting my nails like i did with last shift but Malum delivered on uh, very good acting. I really like the story expansion. I really like how they went. It wasn't just, you know, uh, Jessica Lawrence's father died. It was he died because now he took out a police station because the cult had worn off on him or affected him. And you get a better understanding of the characters and, you know, why she's not respected. Whereas in the first one, she was just kind of talked, you know, like sh- people talked to her like shit for no reason. Both movies are good side by side. Uh, I think Malum is a better crafted movie. I don't know which one I like more. It doesn't really matter because they're both great. Um, I would give it a 7.5 out of 10. So we're pretty much right around the same area on that yeah. one. All right. Well, then uh, let's get on with our guest here, Chady Morrow, and we'll have him on to talk more about the film. Today's guest is known for his roles in such films as Wrong Turn 2021 and the very popular Halloween slasher film Haunt, and he's the lead antagonist of Malum. Welcome, Cheney Morrow. Thanks for being on High on Horror. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. All right, so look, man, first question, I have to ask this. Um, you're on High on Horror, so, man, do you partake in the devil's lettuce? I do. <laughs> I do. I- <laughs> Uh, do, do you have a favorite way to consume smoking edibles? Uh, 
you know, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty old school in that way. I prefer the uh, you know, a doobie. Hell yeah. Just well, like, just just a, just a smoker for, you know. It's all pretty wonderful, but uh you know, I, I'm more or less just a regular smoker. Do you vape? Uh not not really. I mean, I have, but but not regularly, no. Yeah, yeah, that's us. Uh I mean, we pretty much like everything but there's nothing like just good old classic flower oh yeah absolutely it's a beautiful thing and uh i've seen uh you said some of your first experiences with horror were uh nightmare part four and the thriller music video and that you love 80s horror uh yeah. what are some of your favorite movies from the 80s mm. well uh i got a real fondness for the elm street trilogy and uh the Halloween series and you know Friday the Thirteenth, oh, yeah. all the uh, the staples you know that everybody likes. But right. there's a lot of stuff in the '80s you know that kind of fell f- fell through the cracks or would later w- wouldn't get be as popular at the time, but would later you know kind of kind of take off. Uh, I was a big fan of the uh, Sleepaway Camp movies. Oh yeah, uh, one, two, and three, just because they're uh, uh, <laughs> they're so much fun and they only get sillier and sillier. Um, yeah, two and uh, three are like uh, just completely different from the first one. I still love the first one, but two and three are just like batshit ridiculous. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and the thing is is my all time personal favorite uh, oh, uh, horror movie. I would top say top three for me. Yeah, absolutely yeah, it's, classic. It's, it's uh, that, that subgenre you know, of creature, sci fi creature film. Man, it's it's my that's my gold standard right there. Yeah, that's um, a good gold standard to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a damn good one. Let's say, uh, I think that Hellraiser two does never really got the the love that it uh, appreciated, or you know, as much as I appreciate it. I don't think it ever got the love it it really deserved. Maybe it does now uh, with this big Hellraiser comeback. Um, yeah, John and I always liked part two. I, I'm with you 100. percent Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. Um, flicks like uh, some of them old uh, trauma movies, uh, you know, like Toxic Avenger, shit like that. Uh, oh, that yeah. That's, that's always kind of had its own its own audience. But I grew up kind of watching it and, and and loving them. In fact, I, I came across one. I, I think it was made in the early nineties. Um, I came across it just a couple nights ago and watched it and remembered seeing it uh as a as a kid i must have been 10 maybe maybe 10 years old but i was like damn this looks familiar and it was a sorority house massacre three uh but it was then going by a different name uh uh and now you know now the actual name of it escapes me it's the one in the high rise with the lingerie ladies being chased by the uh orville ketchum uh, <laughs> that was uh those are a lot of fun to watch uh, so that 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 took me back. Well, let me but ask you anything um, that played on the USA Network back in the early '90s that played real late at night, mm-hmm. or or you know Monster Vision. Those are the flicks I really love. You know the creature features. Well, what about this movie? Actually, I was just talking to my wife about this one. I'm going to throw this out there. Um, uh, I'm, you had mentioned like '80s movies that people haven't seen before, and here's one I never hear anybody talk about: Nine Seven Six Evil. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, Stephen uh, Stephen Jeffries. I think England directed that too, didn't Correct. he? Correct, Robert England's yeah. directorial debut. Yeah, that's one of those yeah. movies that, like, when people bring up eighties movies, I name it because I'm like, somebody has to show love for this type of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one too, man. That was that was a, a excellent little flick. Uh, the sequel's a little little hammier, but the first one's got some good good creep to it. Was that's a Stephen Jeffries' uh, Fright Night? Yep, uh, fella. Led. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evil Ed. <laughs> Yeah, okay, that's a good well, flick. Um, well, uh, so as I mentioned uh, when we introduced you on the show, you were in Wrong Turn and Haunt and uh, and other horror films besides Malum. Um, what do you find rewarding about acting in horror movies? They're uh, okay. It wasn't something I really uh, <coughs> that damn lettuce. <laughs> 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 Or was it something I really set out to do? Like, it wasn't my goal. It's a very happy accident, you know. But it was my love of horror that kind of, uh, that made, it allowed me to have so much fun uh, in the parts because I liked horror so much. And I was seeing every wrong turn flick, you know, uh, up to that point and saw what the new one was kind of offering, which I appreciated. And I thought it was awesome uh, that they're taking a whole new kind of kind of spin on it um so my knowledge of them like like previously i think gives helps me personally kind of gets me comfortable really quickly and so i I approach it uh kind of just ready man like i'm I'm usually just ready to go uh, at whenever i'm needed you know yeah and uh uh, getting in the last i'm sorry well malum here uh were you familiar with last shift before you were cast in malum uh, yes, yes, I was. I'd seen it uh, probably maybe a year. So, uh, I think it had already been out for maybe two years when I saw it, and I really liked it and thought, man, you know, you don't really hear about, never really hear about this flick. Like, this is pretty, this is really good. Yeah. And then down the pike that was, uh, it, it had come to me as uh, the last shift reimagining. Mm-hmm. So they didn't uh, actually, I don't think it, they, they named it or it was officially titled Malum until maybe a month or two before uh, before it came out. Which was oh, a real what? fun surprise when they said, hey, we're going to call it Malum. I'm like, yeah, no shit. Cool. <laughs> yeah, your name's the title of the movie. That's pretty yeah, awesome. I was like, that, was, that was me. Cool. Cool. Um, well, um, in regards to, um, you know, uh, uh, Malum. Um, I wanted to know how did you get the role of John Malum, and uh, it, uh, and also like what appealed to you about playing a cult leader? Oh, uh, how I got it was that they were going to film it in Kentucky, and uh, uh, one of my the bases of my agency that I'm with is in uh, Louisville and Cincinnati, and they came to the you know seeking certain roles from these from the area. And uh, the scene I read was a really intense one. I think it was one of the scenes like near the end. And, you know, the read that I gave uh, wasn't entirely unlike what you see in the movie. Uh, Like I kind of felt it immediately uh, when reading. I'm like, this is right up my alley, man. Like I could really dig into this. And about a week later, I had a... um, you know, phone conversation with uh, the casting director, I think, maybe a producer, but uh, Anthony de Blasi, and we talked a little bit, and I think he 
could tell that you know i was i was on the right track for his vision mm-hmm. and it helped that he had you know he was i'm a huge clive barker fan and he came up under clive barker and uh, uh was a part of some of my favorite uh, favorite movies you know uh meat train uh, midnight meat train i always loved that one um oh, he yeah, worked on movie. lord of illusions which i always thought was awesome and i got some lord of illusion vibes from from the script um because remember the the cult leader in that um, mm-hmm. scary son of a bitch like he, he was awesome and you know his name the actor daniel von bargen but the name the character name escapes me but it was a sweet name uh, yeah, I don't. It's been years since I've seen it, but that was a damn good movie. I haven't seen it. It's a magician movie. Yeah, it's been a while, but it's yeah, been it's good. totally worth a rewatch, man. There's so much awesome shit in it that uh, I, I just, I, man, it's it's lightning in a bottle. That 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 flick, uh, I, I really liked it. Anyway, I after this conversation, I remember it ended with, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. Like, you know, do I? Yeah, it's like, hey, man, you know, just do I got the part or? You know, as we get off the phone and I don't got it, I'll be pretty, pretty damn sad. And they said, you know, we'll let you know, but keep your phone on. They always do that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh, they called me a little bit later that night, man, announced it was on. And then I dug in. I didn't go back to uh, the last shift. I didn't rewatch that. Um, but I certainly sunk into the uh, the cult leader aspect. Uh more mostly just i was fascinated with the charisma of a cult leader you know to mm-hmm. to have that kind of control over people uh it fascinates me in a way like you know what what the hell do you have to say how do you behave you know to to right. to get someone to really listen and follow you you know and, and do these crazy things and more so just to believe you believe the shit that you're saying um, that's what fascinated me. So I tried to, uh, really focus on the, uh, personality aspect. And, uh, another thing with me is once you can have everything mapped out, but once you get into the costume and stuff, you know, it's subject to change. And once I got the costume complete and it was ready to go, that really added to, uh, how I was. Cause, um, I loved it. I wish I had just taken it at the end of the <laughs> when I was all done. I should have just taken it. I love that turtleneck, man. Yeah, that, the turtleneck was uh, sweet, and the jacket, and walking through the police station and shit. Like, that's, this is cool. Yeah, you definitely looked cool, man, for sure. And you know, uh, yeah, that's the thing. In the in last shift, the character's name was uh, John Michael Payman, and now it's uh, been changed to uh, John Malum. And you said yeah. you didn't, you know, rewatch last shift before um, taking the role, and I, I think that's pretty cool. I like that actually. You wanted to do your own thing, so like, mm-hmm. besides character. And, uh, you know, like, uh, like you said, like your wording and how you can control people. What did you want to bring to this version of the movie? I had based on, I wanted it to be 100% different, which is why I didn't rewatch the, uh, the movie. Uh, cause I didn't remember a whole lot about that aspect of it. It wasn't, it wasn't super prominent in, uh, mm-hmm. last shift. I mean, you saw him and stuff, but the, uh, the character is, how far he went wasn't wasn't a part of it um and uh shit what was the question oh i was just wanting to know um what did you want to bring to the role Mm. i wanted to bring something that was uh 
that was scary, but not at first glance. Um, I wanted to be a, uh, there to be this this darkness uh, behind a pretty pleasant face. You know, I was more focused on what was going on inside the head and how mm -hmm. to present it in a way that didn't look like I was trying to chew scenery or like, you know, fold my mustache like a Shakespeare bad guy. Like, <laughs> mm, I am, you know, just really chew it up. I wanted to be as realistic and I, and I would watch the girls also. I would watch their performances and see how they were playing it. And I used a lot of what they were doing uh, uh, to fuel mine also. And uh, by figuring out how the flock was ticking, it made it easier for me to think I could kind of control what was going on. So I wanted it to be a very controlled evil, I guess, is what. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes sense. I didn't sense. want it to be, I, didn't, I wanted it to be really effective, but in no way over the top or hamish, you know. Yeah, and uh, like you said, not not a lot of people have seen Last Shift, but the people that have seen it absolutely love it. Um, did you feel any pressure or nerves knowing how well the original was received? You know, I didn't until after the fact. Uh, and I guess I felt it a little uh, in uh, as we're waiting for the movie to come out. And the trailer was a big hit, you know. and But it was almost 50-50 with people excited about it and other people just wondering, like, most of them didn't know it was de Blasi doing it. You know, they're just kind of stupidly commenting on shit without knowing stuff. But that's, you know, <laughs> yeah. expect that. <laughs> oh, this movie isn't this movie isn't 10 years old. Uh, it was great. <laughs> Why would you do this? But it's bullshit. <laughs> but I'm thinking, you know, hey, wait till you see it. You know, you're right, going to love it. Right. Like you're going to love it. Uh, I, I think it was I think it kicked up the notch a little bit. I'm not saying it was a, a better movie. They're different. Uh, but I think it kicked up the notch. But now after the movie came so out, good. there were people that loved it, and there were people that preferred Last Shift so much that uh, uh, hearing that was a bit of a was a little jarring. But I have experienced negativity before, you know, with movies. There's always a bad review somewhere, you know. Uh, well, I, I mean, didn't. Uh, I, it, it was a little jarring, though. I think they're both really good movies. Like they're very good companion pieces, and I think if you like Last Shift, then you're easily going to like Malum because it uh, has such a bigger budget and a wider scope. So I don't really understand that criticism, but um, yeah, I think both movies are badass, man. And you did a great job. And uh, oh, thanks a lot, man. And, and, and speaking of how you were talking about like your get up and everything, how long did that makeup process take when you were like wearing the teeth and the eyes and like the bag over your head and shit? Oh man. Well, there were a couple of different uh, different setups. Like there's a you know a, a live John, then there's new newly like hung corpse John that she finds in the the morgue. Like at one point, mm -hmm. then there's year old corpse with the teeth and shit, uh, and then the final bit, you know, the transformation when the the low god when he becomes the the Redeemer, Malum the Redeemer. That final one there was the most arduous. Um, I think that maybe took... And you know, the, the team was great, man. Russell FX, uh, they did the new Hellraiser flick also. And nice. the gore in that, you know, there was some gnarly shit in that movie too. Um, but these guys knocked it out quickly, man. I think the longest I ever sat 
uh, for that final bit, which I think we maybe did it two separate times, was uh, may, you know, maybe two, maybe two hours. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, may, maybe two hours. You know, it was usually a couple people working on me at once, uh, and I mean they were good, man. They really the the airbrush technique, all this stuff. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah, like the veins in your face and stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, I mean it was it was incredible, man. All with like airbrushed and and just fantastic. These guys were so good. Uh, watching them do their, watching them put together the fella Ben that played the uh, the Temple Baron, the really tall monster. Watching yeah. them work with that was a trip, man. Because he was it, just man. scary as shit to look at already, <laughs> and you see him walking down the hall to go to set. You're like, damn. Yeah, I mean, Anthony DeBlasi really has a way of like bringing like a vision to his movies. All of his movies, like both Last Shift and this, and even Casadaga, they all have something to stand out about them that make them unique. And uh, that fucking, I've never seen someone actually make a demon with like an actual pentagram face with the little circle around it. I was like, holy shit, that's crazy. Yeah, that was that was, that was cool, man. He's he's such a sweet, sweet dude. Very very smart, you know. And but boy, he's when it comes to writing, he's got a fascinating mind uh for horror <laughs> like for horror it really does man it's it's incredible like dude where do you wow and i guess some of these things come to him in his uh dreams you know and he wakes up and writes the stuff down i mean um, well uh with with him being how he is i feel like you know this movie is so dark in tone that behind the scenes it had to be a lot of fun like am i correct in that and do you have a favorite behind the scenes moment you could share with us um Oh yeah, behind the scenes was uh, a lot. Of, there was never uh, uh, everybody was smiling. You know, there was uh, a lot got done. Things were on time. Uh, favorite story? Uh, well, one, I mean, I had really good experience all around. There is one one fun bit I thought was fun, and that's a way De Blasi. He, he does this to people and it's it's funny man uh, i'm sitting it's the bit where she uh it's near the end and they reveal the corpse john in the chair and she's walking up to him mm -hmm. and like I, I wake up you know and spot her uh we did that a couple times and uh as we reset to do it again he comes up and he whispers to me he's like all right 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 at the end he's like right when she gets really really close scream right in her face and you know it's, it's completely it's been silent this whole time uh so she comes up to do it man and there it comes i just i scream in her face and man she whew, her reaction was uh, <laughs> his, uh hysterical man uh and she i wouldn't even say she she i wouldn't say she broke character uh, i think she stayed in it uh, and that awesome. was, it was, but yeah, no, it was great. She's like, whoa, like turned around with the <laughs> shotgun. Uh, but it was great. And you know, I, I think the, 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 the screaming bit he had me do, I think that made the final cut. I think that, <laughs> I think that shot is in there with like my mouth's open and stuff. Like, ah, I think that was when I did that. And if that really was, I'd be like, damn, he had his reasons then, didn't he? <laughs> he knew what he was doing. Uh, how, how, how was it working in an abandoned prison? It was a, a, a jail, the, uh, Louisville city jail, but a very, very big one. Uh, creepy. It wasn't very old. Like I think it was just recently kind of shut down. Um, but it definitely added to the, 
the interrogation scenes, all of the scenes that took place in there with the cops, like they, that must have been great for them too. It'd be like, hey, you guys are good. You got a real police station to, to play in. You know, this isn't a set. This, you know, this is a real police station. This is an authentic interrogation room with a double sided glass. All that, all that stuff. Uh, I loved it. I thought, I thought it was a. Uh, it made the film more authentic. Uh, gave it kind of a a grimier look without having to really work for the grimy looks. The place already looked like an abandoned police station, you know? Absolutely. But they couldn't have got a better spot for it. And they, they, they really, they hit the nail on the, the head with that one. Yeah. I think you can tell it's not a set. I think you could tell that it's like, you know, at least I watching it, you could tell it's like without even having read or found out, you know, that it was a real jail or prison. I was like, that's not a set. That's actual. They got an actual location for that. And that's very convenient for a movie that takes place in a jail. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> um so what's the best reaction that you have seen or heard from someone who's seen Malum? Like what's your favorite reaction or tweet or you know anything like that that you've seen? Um you know I would say there's been a one uh favorite uh but there have been some wonder you know I've have all my buddies, colleagues and stuff, you know that have seen it they all They'll like it and give me a thumbs up, you know, and that's kind of what I, what sticks with me, you know, because uh, there's fans that love it and I love that they love it. And then there's fans that hate it and they can hate what they want. But um, yeah. a few nice people say nice things on Instagram sometimes. It's it's all pretty great. You know, I, I don't have a one specific thing if if they, that's a if they answer, say yeah right? it was pretty good that's aces with me yeah fair enough um are there um any current are there currently like any plans or talks of a sequel or a prequel that you've heard of well me uh me and anthony just for a you know a fleeting moment he mentioned you know uh, kind of in in passing kind of part show he said hey you know we'll, we'll work on we'll, we'll do that in the sequel we'll do that in the sequel that that kind of thing but uh, beyond that i haven't i haven't heard any updates it's something i i would uh i would be interested especially to see which direction um it would go uh or the writing would go um, but i haven't I, heard I think anything I'd like to see a prequel yeah, yeah that's what uh some people have said was the uh the prequel aspect how with how they got to that to that point how he became who he became you know but yep. at the same time i'm like i don't know there uh we really want is it could we watch an hour and 40 minutes of just you know this this guy you know uh a villain or you know and there is there's a pretty glorious backstory to him already uh that de blasi wrote that was awesome you know super awesome very in-depth so I know where his idea, if if you know he was thinking about a prequel, I know where his would kind of go. Um, but uh, who knows, man? Sky's the limit. Uh, sky's the limit with that one because I mean, at the end of Malum, I mean, he all but kind of wins. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's the redeemer of the world. The world is over, unless he just wanted that little part of Kentucky. 
<laughs> for the whiskey. Unless he, wa- unless he wasn't that greedy, like, no, 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 the Starless Night shit, that's, we'll keep it in Harlan County. All right. <laughs> now, uh, you, you've mentioned that you're a Joe Bob Briggs fan, just, just like Drew and I. Uh, and we love the last drive in. What movie have you been in? Would you like to see featured in the last drive in? Uh, actually, uh, Haunt's already played on it. Right. I just remembered that. Yeah. Yep, yeah, he did Haunt, Haunt played on it. And that I got right. a feeling now that I'd when Mutilator uh, <laughs> comes. No, oh, no big deal. I, it, it was a while ago. And hell, I didn't know about it until it was happening. Like, hey, you're on fucking Joe Bob. I'm like, what? <laughs> They'll uh, give you any kind of wow. heads up. Like, hey, we're playing, play, playing your movie. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't hear a damn thing, but I mean, uh, you know, Shudder, it's, I guess they get the call and, you know, Joe Bob essentially plays movies that are on Shudder or that they acquire yeah. rights to. I got a feeling that when the Mutilator 2 drops, it'll find its way on the last drive-in at some so. point, you know. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah I, I hope so, because uh, there's the, that's the greatest avenue, I think, to promote mutilator too is joe bob since i mean it's essentially joe bob and joe bob's fans that are the cults that show love to the mutilator you know yeah and I, uh, I was going to ask you about that next is there anything uh you could tell us about that uh there's a announcement coming soon um i haven't prodded for the information beyond that uh, I could probably get it out of them, but I wouldn't be able to say it <laughs> until until Fair they enough. announce it. I have a feeling, though, it's uh, it might be premiere related. Word. Well, nice. And uh, where where can people keep up with you on social media? Uh, well, I'm on, I guess the uh, the big two. Uh, there's a Facebook and uh, Instagram's probably the best way. Uh, Cheney Morrow at Instagram or uh, Twitter, which is Morrow Cheney, uh, for some reason. <laughs> uh, not sure why. Uh, I'm not. I, I don't. I'm not as active on it, but I do. I'm on there a lot. I, I like to read a lot of the stuff, but uh, I don't say a, a whole lot. Cause my sense of humor is <clears throat> is so rarely understood over text. <laughs> I you kind of got to be in person yep. to really, <laughs> to really understand that I'm joking, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. And, uh, yeah, we wanted to thank you for joining us today and, uh, and getting to talk about Malum and, uh, hopefully we'll get to talk to you about mutilator two here in the future. Yeah, man. Sounds good. And, uh, we got uh, watchdog, uh, which is the one I, uh, co-produced with, uh, Felissa Rose, uh, Dan Kearney, Elsie Holt. That's uh, that'll be down the pike here pretty soon, I believe. Uh, um, late checkout, I think, is going to debut in August. Uh, I think nice. I think that's it as of now. <laughs> All right, so everybody be on the lookout. <laughs> Cheney Mar is making moves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One day at a time. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just want to say thanks for um, 
being on the show, man. We really appreciate you uh, taking the time. We loved Malum. We wanted to get you on here. You know, I don't know if you know this or not, but we talked to Joshua Michael when Last Shift came out. And with us being huge fans of Malum, we thought how fucking cool would that be if we got like the cult leader again and talked about the different movies. So we really appreciate being fans of horror and fans of the movie. We appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, dude. Oh, no, man. My, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. It was fun. All right. Take care. You too, buddy. All right. Thanks to all the horror hounds and smokers out there for tuning in. Thank you again to Cheney Morrow for joining us today. Uh, make sure to check out Malum. And I mean, hell, make sure to also check out Last Shift. Watch both of them. They're both amazing movies. And uh, follow us on social media at High on Horror 420 on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. And uh, follow us, and we'll give you our updates for what our next episode is. You can always send us some Puff Puff Hass questions at highonhorror420gmail.com. Make sure to stop by our website, and you can get previous episodes and sign up for our mailing list highonhorror.com. And uh, I guess I'll about wrap her up. Catch you later. Man, I am glad that I don't have to do that. I know you say all the time that you're glad you just get to chill through the intro. But when I hear you doing that at the end, I go, Phew, I'm just glad I get to sit I, here for, for that. I man. mean, I do fuck it up, but it's kind of like muscle memory at this point where it's just <laughs> like well, once I, if I get in a good flow to start like that, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty good. I will say that the thing that to the listeners out there, the thing that we have the most outtakes of is our intro and outro here. <laughs> yeah. Like the intro and outro, and it's some of the funniest moments. One of these days we'll hopefully get a loop put together for you. From our producer here if he ever gets off his lazy ass and yeah. does anything besides clean up after Fucking john Josh. but you know anyway yeah, catch you <laughs> see you all next week